Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? We are back with another Tuesday edition of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM, the man of the hour. Michael Lombardi out at his office on the East Coast. I'm Stormy Bonantoni, live from Las Vegas, Circa Resort and Casino. Long time no see, Michael. How are you, buddy? Yeah. Well, I'm great, Stormy. I, I was worried about you. You know, <laughs> bachelorette party, you know, hanging out. You got all those girls at a table. I saw it all. We were spying on you. You know, I'm, we were checking up on you. I wanted to make sure you were hydrated. Nice and hydrated. I am fully recovered. Um, I got to sleep in a little bit yesterday, which was nice before I went to that that panel here for the AP editors. But um, it was a busy weekend, to say the least, Michael. But got back in the saddle yesterday, watching the Home Run Derby, getting set for the All-Star Game later on today. I'm back in sports mode. And what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. You know, we're just going to leave it at that for how the last I, couple I'm of days I'm not going to say a word, Stormy. <laughs> I'm not going to say a word. I promise you. Oh, how, how did you enjoy the Home Run Derby yesterday? Uh, like father, like son, right? 16 years after Vladimir Guerrero Sr. wins the Home Run Derby, his son Jr. gets it done yesterday. I thought it was pretty fun. It's always fun. The Home Run Derby is always good. You know, I mean, partly... I think baseball is the only sport that can truly have an all-star game, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, football, it's too physical, it's too hard, and the players could get hurt. Whereas baseball, it's just another, you know, it's a game, and and the Home Run Derby adds another layer to it. I, I, I haven't gotten tired of watching the Home Run Derby. You know, whereas the dunk contest, I feel like we've gotten tired of that, right? I don't know how you feel, but, the you know, everybody loves a dunk. There was a time when I was growing up where college players couldn't dunk. It was against the rules. And so when the dunk tournament came out, it was kind of electric. But Home Run Derby, to me, is still a, a powerful event, especially in a nice stadium like the Seattle Mariners mm -hmm. have up there. You know, it's a, a throwback, but it's not an old stadium. I love it. Yeah, and I think what what does the MLB well with the Home Run Derby is that you do get the star power with it. 
for the dunk contest, for example, it's largely names that we're less familiar with. It's guys that, you yeah. know, were viral on YouTube for their dunks and stuff. And you see some cool tricks, don't get me wrong, but it's, you know, we like the stars of the league to see them on display doing the coolest stuff. And I don't think you get that as much with the NBA. Yeah. I do think that the NBA does a good job with the weekend as a whole, right? With the celebrity all-stars, the all-star game, the way that they do the draft. I didn't like how they did the draft this year, but in previous years, um, I would agree with you, though. I think Major League Baseball probably does it the best of the four. With the NHL, I haven't been super high on the the way that their actual game goes. They separate them by divisions, and they play three-on-three, two 10-minute halves. Um, their, their skills competition, their, like, trick shot thing, that's pretty cool. And they have some of their young guys who stand out. But overall, I would agree, Major League Baseball. The Pro Bowl has just fallen off. Like, the Pro Bowl is awful. Yeah, the Pro Bowl and the skill test. I mean, it's just not, you know, it's hard to simulate football. Football's a contact sport. Yeah. You know, you can't go. Now, if you want to play flag football, maybe that's something, but I just don't think people want to watch that. Yeah, so, I was going to say, do you think that'll you know, even be fun when they make that full transition to flag football? I'm not sure that. Uh, I don't think I don't it will be. I mean, I don't think it can be, right? I think it's going to be really hard. So, look, for me, it's, it's, uh, it's a sport that doesn't lend itself to having exhibition even in the preseason we don't like those games and they're live so as for yesterday um our guy vladimir guerrero cashed at plus 450 if any better out there had the exacta with him specifically beating randy rosarina that cashed 16 to 1 vladdy had 72 total dingers i really thought that he would be gassed going into that final (laughs) round and he he did leave the door open with just 25 home runs, but I thought that he would kind of be done by the time we got in there. Then Randy Rosarina has 21 with 30 seconds to go. All he has to do is hit four more to at least tie, and he couldn't do it. I was so disappointed. It, it came down to the wire, but I, I really thought that, oh, he has 30 seconds left. He'll get there, and then not even close. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I wonder, you know, if the pitching affects them a little bit, you know, I mean, oh, yeah. we, saw that, with Pete, we saw that with too. Pete Alonzo. That one definitely yeah. wasn't great. They didn't yeah. have the chemistry I mean, you needed. Yeah. You just kind of don't have that flow. And then I wonder what the impact is if you're swinging and reaching for the fences, how it affects your next game. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know about you, but I kind of, I'm not a big fan of the matchups and the bracket rounds, particularly. I wouldn't want to go back to the old format with the 10 outs thing, but I like the idea of like a pitch count type of a thing. Like if you had 50 pitches, just however many, or probably that's too many, but 40 pitches and see how many you can get out. I don't want extra bonus time for how far you hit it. I just want to see who can get the most out of the yard with the same amount of pitches. I don't know. I feel like there's ways to make it better. Well, I mean, the bloodline's are great. I mean, it's funny, though, when they asked Val, they asked him about if he remembers his dad's win. He said yeah. he didn't, yeah. you know? He was little. That's how much of an impact it had on him. <laughs> he was little. He was little. But there were some Eight cool moments. Eight years old, I think. Yeah, there were some cool moments. Uh, I felt bad. I felt for Julio Rodriguez that he sets the record yeah. for a single round with 41 home runs. It's awesome. The whole home crowd in Seattle is behind him. He's feeling himself. And then he just, I mean... All the tank was empty yeah. by the time you get to the next yeah. round for him. And then Adley Rushman for the Orioles, the, their catcher, when he does the switch hitting, we've seen a number of switch hitters in the home run derby, but never actually going from right to left or vice versa. And he did that, and it was awesome. And I felt like everybody in their homes is cheering for this guy. And then Luis Robert comes up next, and it's uh, that's all yeah. she wrote there. I mean, 
you know, the 31 that Julio hit, you know, we kind of talked about it on the show yesterday that he was a good play, at, especially playing in the park. So I wasn't surprised, you know, knocking out the favorite in the, in the Derby. But then, you know, I think he was exhausted, Stormy. For sure. For sure. Um, I'm excited about the the All-Star game today. It's just something sports to have on the TV. We've got a virtual pick em game. First pitch from Seattle. 8 Eastern at T-Mobile Park. This one on Fox. I thought that was interesting. They split between ESPN yesterday, Fox today. But uh, for perspective, there are 33 first-time All-Stars on the field today. That is only three fewer first-timers than the very first All-Star game ever back in 1933. So a lot of bright, young, new faces out there, which is kind of cool versus just getting the same guys year in and year out. Minus 110 each side on the money line here. The American League has won the last nine All-Star games, so we'll see if the NL can break the streak. I kind of like them and, and their lineup, a lot of power there. We do have our guy Will Hill, VEASAN contributor, who will join us a little bit later, give out some of his best bets. I know he does have a play on the All-Star game specifically. We'll also of course talk, he does. Well, of course he does, right? We'll talk college of football later does, in yes. the hour as well with Aaron Moore as we continue some of our college football conference previews. Uh, Big 12 media days beginning tomorrow. We'll dive into that league. But uh, the total in the game today, seven and a half. Even money to the under, minus 20 over. Our guy Greg Peterson, Greg Hoops Peterson, you know, he delves into everything as well in addition to the hoops uh, name he has there with basketball. He was talking about um, he liked the NL and potentially the over while unders have trended in the all-star game recently Four of the last five games have had seven runs or fewer 10 of the last 14 same thing seven runs or fewer but because of the batting lineups that we have in this spot and a number of the star pitchers either being injured or just not playing here Shohei Otani being one of them that he's going to hit but he's not going to pitch in this game that potentially we could get an over so I don't have any play in the game though tonight just excited to watch it what about Otani do you think they trade him Stormy oh I don't know every time I talk to JVT who's our resident Angels fan he thinks that there there's no way it's just not going to happen in season but you have to get the feeling if things aren't working out and you don't anticipate being able to re-sign him next year you might want to move on I don't know JVT feels pretty confident that they're going to keep him though uh, but as a, from a general manager standpoint, if your owner tells you he's not paying them, and you got to know what the market is, right? I have a fairly good sense you know what the market is. And then you're basically one game under 500 with them. And if he takes all the money, uh, how are you going to be able to spend money to go get better players unless your farm system's really good? I, I think to me, you know, there's one thing about him being a fan favorite, and that's great. But this is also a business, right? Mm -hmm. And so you've got to make sure that you collect the right information to make a decision down the road. Because if you just let him go for free in the winter meetings next year, how does that help you? Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to keep tabs on. The Angels at the break here, 45 and 46, seven games back in the AL West. Shohei, obviously a massive favorite as well for AL MVP this year. But if if you put yourself in a bad spot, you don't know how things are going to turn out. Um, while we're talking about GMs, though, in different situations, did you see the quote yeah. that came out of Joe Cronin's presser at Summer League yesterday? Here, we can play it real yep. quickly, and then we'll, we'll get your reaction to it. I think what I've learned more than anything is patience is critical. Like, don't be reactive. Don't jump at things just to seemingly solve a problem. Um, I think the teams that have ended up the, in the most positive situation post-trade have been the ones that have been really diligent and taken their time and been not been impulsive or, you know, 
the teams that really kept their urgency under control. So I think that's how my approach is gonna, has been with this and will be with this, is we're going to be patient, we're gonna do what's best for our team, um, and we're gonna see you know, how this lands, and if it takes months, it takes months. Yeah, and that's the big takeaway, um, talking yeah. about the potential Dame Lillard trade. If it takes months, it takes yeah. months, Michael. Well, I learned a lot from Al Davis, and one of the things I learned from him it was that sometimes when you take time and say no, your position strengthens. And Cronin's position is going to strengthen because he's not going to take and do what the player wants. He's going to do what's best for the franchise. That's his job. His job is to protect the franchise. And if he says no, that strengthens his position. If he becomes desperate and has to reaction or has to react, it weakens his position. So I think saying no is a good thing in any negotiation. No, I'm not doing that. No, that's not good enough. I, I think that's the right approach. And look, he doesn't have to make Dame happy. He's got to make the Trailblazers happy. And uh, Cronin also said he hasn't spoken to Dame Lillard since that trade request on July 1st. Uh, reports have come out that Portland is expecting or looking for four first-round picks plus a couple quality players back in the Lillard trade. Of course, Miami is where Damian Lillard would like to go, but the compensation package has not been enough for Portland. Uh, let's revisit this briefly on the other side of the break, and then we had some overnight news that's significant in college football. Some other things to touch on as well. Don't go anywhere. This is the Lombardi line on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, including in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and more. You can download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-522. 4,700 summer league ongoing here in Las Vegas. We'll talk a little bit later on in the show about the Spurs shutting down their top overall pick, Victor Wembanyama. We've got a new favorite as summer league MVP where things sit right now, but a big headline coming out of yesterday's press conferences was from Blazers GM, Joe Cronin. If you missed it, we played the sound at the end of the last block, but he was asked just how trade talks are going with Damian Lillard at this point. And he said, we're going to be patient if all of this takes months, it takes months. And, you know, is this a little bit of posturing potentially? Sure. But also, as you said, Michael, before we went to the commercial break, uh, he's coming from a position of strength right now saying, no, this isn't enough compensation for what we want to get for a guy who's been a marquee piece of our organization and averages over 30 points a game. Well, I mean, look, Kevin Durant gets traded for a bunch of players and draft picks. And, you know, everybody believes Lillard is on par, maybe not as good as Durant, but similar. So why should Cronin take less? The reason mm -hmm. the Beal deal came through is Beal had the, tr the trade clause in his contract. I mean, Harden went for uh, th four players and, and, you know, a bunch of draft picks. I mean, so why should Joe Cronin take less? He doesn't want Tyler Hero. Yeah. I mean, we just watched the Miami Heat get to the finals, win, win games against the, the Nuggets without Hero. Like, why would he want Hero? It's a, kind of, it doesn't make sense. He doesn't want Kyle Lowry. That doesn't make sense. And Duncan Robinson, what's he going to do with him? So, like, why does he have to take the deal? 
Like, I think at some point, uh, you know, if you're running an NBA team, you got to put your foot down. You can't mm-hmm. let the players tell you what to do, and then you're going to lose your job anyway. Well, and I that's, mean, if he makes a bad trade, he's going to lose his job. And that's the thing about the NBA, Michael, that I go back and forth on because I, I do agree with you. Like, we talk so much about these professional leagues and teams. They are they are businesses. They are organizations. That's what this is, and the players understand that this is a business too and that – as a general manager, your best interests lie with the franchise's future. And that is, to your point, how you keep a job. But how many times have we seen players work their way out of a situation and get their way? And you know the relationship, how longstanding that's been between Damian Lillard and the Trailblazers that I just wonder if, to at least a certain extent, you want to try to do right by a guy who's largely done right by by you. I, I don't know. It's just It's an interesting situation, well, I think. I mean, it's interesting when you say that, you know, Stormy, they've paid him, too. He wasn't working for charity. I mean, they've paid him. They've gave him a huge contract that's fully guaranteed. So they did right by him, too. I mean, like, they have no obligation to do right by him now. I mean, they paid him. He got a guaranteed contract. I mean, he wasn't doing charity work yeah. over there. <laughs> that's fair. You know? I mean, so, like, it's a business. And so why is it that? When it comes to player makes a demand, it's not a business. We have to be we have to be more uh, concerning and and fulfilling. And yet, when it is a business, it's the players need to get paid. Like mm-hmm. at some point, the players we understand this. They control the narrative in the media because the media is sympathetic and and management's always the bad part. You know that's not fair. It's a business. I don't think you could ask any Portland Trailblazer fan that they want to take less for Dame Lillard. Yeah. I think that's ridiculous. Like, if I were a fan, I don't want to take less. I want to get the money. If he doesn't want to play here, I understand it. We'll accommodate it. But we're not going to take less. We're just not going to give away. This is a competitive industry. For sure. And to Cronin's point about patience as well, you have, um, I mean, look at when Aaron Rodgers, for example, said, hey, I want to trade. I want to go to the New York Jets. That's that's the spot that I want to go. How long did we have to wait before we ultimately got that trade done? It's some right. these things take time. You've got to figure out what's going to be the best compensation, what's going to work out. Same thing with DeAndre Hopkins and Dalvin Cook as they try to find their next home right now, talking about they're holding right. out until they get the best offer. That's just the way that these things work. So hearing that it could take months, I know that we like the headlines and we like to roll with it, but I think that that's more more common than not. And so, Michael, we all right. So like, like, for example, let me give you an example. When when we lost the tuck game in 2001, we came back to Oakland and all of a sudden the John Gruden rumors about him going to his hometown team. One it was at Ohio State because every college was his hometown team. Ohio State, you know, going to go back and coach them and then he's going to go to Notre Dame. Right. And you know, just let him go do it. His contract was coming up. And Al Davis just sat there. He just sat there and he said, you know what? I'm not doing anything. I'm going to let this play out. I want to see what moves Gruden's going to make before I make a move. And eventually, 45 days later, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers called. And Davis made an incredible trade with the Buccaneers. Now, you know, he got money, he got drafted, all that. And, and he did that by waiting. He did that by being patient, and it was a great learning experience. Did he want to get rid of Gruden? No, but when the but he knew Gruden was going to try to keep leaving no matter what happened. So he waited, and eventually somebody made a deal. Had he been impatient and acquiesced to Bob Lamont, Gruden's agent, 
and just let him go, then, you know, that wouldn't have benefited the Raiders. And Al was going to do what was best for the Raiders. So it's the same thing here. Do what's best for the Trailblazers. Meanwhile, the Miami Heat still a big odds-on favorite where things sit, uh, according to odds makers, to land Damian Lillard. So it's just going to take some time to see how things play out, if they can work out a three-way trade potentially to where the team gets what they want and Dane gets what gets what he wants or if they have to look elsewhere for the betterment of their franchise. We also had some big overnight news in college football, Michael, and yeah. uh, Northwestern as a university not exercising any patience when it comes to Pat Fitzgerald right now. He was let go yesterday after initially being suspended without pay for two weeks amid the investigation of alleged hazing with the program. University administrators had uh, opted to revisit his status after two former players provided additional information to the Northwestern student newspaper and in an open letter uh, from the university president, Michael Schill, he wrote, the head coach is ultimately responsible for the culture of this team. The hazing we investigated was widespread and clearly not a secret within the program, providing Coach Fitzgerald the opportunity to learn what was happening. Either way, the culture in Northwestern football, while incredible in some ways, was broken in others. There are 11 current or former football players who have acknowledged systemic ongoing hazing with the program. We're a betting network, so you know, in no way, obviously, trying to minimize what happened here, but looking forward, Michael, as somebody who you got your start in college football, you have great relationships with a number of coaches across the league in the college game. Um, this close to a season starting, what's the challenge of getting players on board and assistant coaches together to create a functional team when you know come September 3rd, you have that week one game on the football field against Rutgers? Uh, it's a very deep challenge, right? So, you know, what we saw three days ago was the players reacted to the daily, the, the newspaper from the university. And they basically denied the charges that were ongoing in that newspaper report violently. I mean, they really went and defended their coach. And then three days later, they fired their coach. Was it based on the report? Was there new information? I'm confused in the sense that if Northwestern investigated this properly and paid to investigate it, and yet their newspaper with college newspaper kids could uncover something that the investigation yeah. couldn't cover, did you even have an investigation? Like, I'm confused here. Like, if you had an investigation and you did something thoroughly through it, then how could two kids who's working at the college newspaper uncover more than you did? Yeah. Like, I, I don't understand that. And Pat Fitzgerald, he's responsible for the program. I agree with the president. He is to be in charge. And if this hazing was going on and he knew about it and he didn't stop it, because remember, you're either coaching it or allowing it to happen. Mm -hmm. If you just take that statement and manifest it into this situation. You're either coaching it or allowing it to happen. And if he's allowing it to happen, then it's justifiable for him to f lose his job. But I don't understand how Northwestern's investigation falls short of two kids working in the journal. I mean, I didn't realize Woodward and Bernstein was working over at Northwestern. I mean, they uncovered things that the investigation couldn't uncover. Well, and that's where we still don't know the the truth of everything that's really come out right now. Fitzgerald has still, in the statements that I've seen, denied all of this. Um, same thing with the remainder of his coaching staff, all adamant that there was not involvement. At least the results of the initial investigation, to your point, have not shown that he has. But 
um, the, the stories that have come out through this article and through the additional um, information that's come out has been pretty bad. So we'll see how things play out here. The win total yep. for Northwestern this year set at three and a half juice to the under. And by the way, this is a team that lost talent after going one and 11 a year ago. Three of their starting offensive linemen gone, most notably Peter Skaronsky, who we talked a lot about uh, with the draft. He's a first-round pick to Tennessee. Their leading rusher is gone. Top three pass catchers, four returning starters in total to that offense. So not only is it going to be an uphill battle off the field, but on it, we know that as well. David Braun expected to be the coach in the interim, but not sure beyond that. We got to take a quick break here. More Lombardi line coming at you next. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's always football season here at VSEN, which is why we've released our NFL betting guide early this year. Our NFL guide is going to help you get ahead of all things this upcoming NFL season. We've got in-depth profiles of every team, including advanced stats, proven betting systems, and proprietary betting trends, plus best bets on season win totals, futures, and props. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for as low as $19 and get your newly released NFL betting guide. Or you can take advantage of our summer kickoff special where you get access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175. VEASAN.com slash subscribe is where you can sign up today. Our guy, Michael Lombardi, a big contributor to this year's guide. Again, it is out right now. And Michael, you also had the great idea last week when we were talking about some of these what would happen uh, week one NFL games on this year's schedule of a segment about what could the headline be if this happened. And Steph and I have taken you up on this. And so we're going to give you a few scenarios here and see what you think the newspaper headline might be if this would happen. We'll start with Monday Night Football because we know all eyeballs are going to be on the Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets in that week one matchup. If the Jets lose to the Bills, and the the spread in this one right now is they are a a one-and-a-half-point dog at home, total 47. But if the Jets lose to the Bills, after all of the way that this team has been pumped up in the offseason, what's the headline in New York going to be after that? Jet-lagged. Ooh. The Jets are jet-lagged. Yeah, I mean, it'll be because they're not going to accept a home loss if they're a legitimate team. So I would suspect the back page of the New York Post would be jet-lagged, you know, because they got beat. And they were just sleeping on the job. They just were a little (laughs) sleepy going through the motions. So that would be, as a writer, that would probably be my uh, suggestion as a headline there. Because, look, they're a five, they're a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. They're, They're the dog. They're playing at home. They've got a great quarterback, you know. My man, Robert Sala, said that they're one of the six or seven teams competing for a Super Bowl. He's risen the bar of expectations like not a very smart coach would do, but he did. And so he'll deserve a back page headline of jet lagged. Jet lagged. That's smooth. I can tell the writer in you with that one. What what do you think of that initial spread, though, being Bills favored by one and a half on the road week one? I'm not sure how much you buy into the off-field drama that's gone on. I know Josh Allen has largely refuted that, say the media made too much of the situation with Stephon Diggs, but... um, I get this... Initial number? I get the sense the book's not in love with... I don't think there's a sense of Buffalo's a dominant team that you got this time last year, right? 
And I think a lot of it has to do with their defense. You know, we know Poyer who's been a good player for them, is over 30, has been hurt. We know Makai Hyde has been a good player for him. He's been hurt, right? So Von Miller's coming off an injury, and we know he's an older player. I I think the way they got pushed around in Cincinnati, at home against Cincinnati, has created a little bit of, are they good enough? Now, they've tried to improve the areas where I believe they're weak. They've added to their offensive line. They've added another tight end in Kennard to give them a, a chance to play some 12 personnel and try to become more physical in the running game. But I just don't know if, if people are buying it the way the quarterback, which has kind of been an untold secret through the offseason, didn't play to the level that they think he could play. He reverted a little bit back to the inaccurate Josh Allen mm-hmm. than the precise, accurate Josh Allen. Kind of showed a little bit that he missed our guy, Brian Dable, who's now the head coach of the New York yeah. Giants. Well, well, let's do the flip side of that then. With that logic, let's say the Jets blow out the Bills in that early yeah. game. They have a, you know, say a two-score win at least. Uh, what would the headline be in that situation? Uh, I would say jetting to Vegas. Because they're, they're going to pick, that's they're going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, they're going to be jetting to Las Vegas. I mean, <laughs> it's going to be. And if they win by more than a touchdown, oh my gosh, it'll be you know, get out of our way. Here we come. We Bank, welcome. You know, let's come in here. I love it. I think it'll be jetting to Vegas. Let's move on to another game that for some might be off the radar, but for us, it's very top of mind. Packers and Bears. Week one, Sunday afternoon, Bears a three-point home favorite. First game where Jordan Love is the full-time starter moving forward. Justin Fields supposed to have this bright future ahead in year three. Say Jordan Love throws four touchdowns in a win against the Bears. What's the headline? For the love. The title of that, the title of that paper in the Milwaukee Sentinel would be For the Love of the Game. For the love of the game. Who's Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers, who? That would be mine. Aaron Rodgers, who? (laughs) Yeah, for the love of the game. I mean, he's going to – I tell you, if he throws four touchdowns, that jersey's going to sell. His jersey will start selling immediately (laughs) right now. I mean, you know those Packer fans, they can't wait to buy it. You know, so you'll see a lot of number 10s running around there. But I would say for the love of the game, that would be my headline. I like that. I hope he gets off to a hot start. And that'll be just an interesting dynamic with two young quarterbacks who are both largely viewed in very different ways right now. And if Justin Fields loses week one against an unproven commodity in the Packers and a team that, especially in that division, I know is kind of looked down on this year as the longest shot, I think I think that's going to be interesting. Although the Bears did get off to that hot week one start a year ago. And, you know, we all. Yeah, well, that. I mean, that, you know, that was weather related. Ooh. And look, I, I think to me, Justin Fields, how he plays is more important than the score. Because yeah. we're still talking about a 17-week season. If he comes out and struggles to throw the ball or doesn't look good passing, that's got to be a concern for Bears fans. If he comes out and throws the ball well against the Packer defense that gave up 17 points over the course of the last six weeks of the season, you know, now all of a sudden, oh, my God, you know, mm-hmm. here comes Fields. I mean, he's a field mover. So I, I think a lot of it with Fields isn't necessarily the scoreboard. It's going to be how he plays. All right. For the love of the game, I like that. How about we go to the very first game that's going to kick off our season, Thursday Night Football, the Detroit Lions, who are coming off a fantastic end of the season, trying to carry that momentum into week one. But 
I think it's safe to say Kansas City finished their season off pretty strong as well. The defending Super Bowl champs led by league MVP Patrick Mahomes. They are a six and a half point home favorite at Arrowhead. What's the headline if the Lions get the money line upset and cash plus 235 tickets all around? I mean, it would be a Motown theme. I would say, you know, it would be have to be something of we're back. The roar, their roar has been restored. You know, I, I think there would be that. And the kneecaps are just going to keep coming down. <laughs> I mean, look, you just can't, you just can't. Uh, uh, I mean, Detroit's craving for this, right? I mean, this is a city. This is a state, Stormy. As you know from going to college, this is a state that loves football. I mean, it loved, it's good high school football. It's great college football. And unfortunately, the Lions have disappointed. And there hasn't been a lot of roaring going on. But I think that would be, to me, there was a title of a book written by the, uh, the Trinity handball co uh, coach, and it was called Run to the Roar. I think that would mm. be the perfect title for that for that back page. I love it. And uh, with two high-flying offenses on the field that day, the total for the primetime game, 55. So we'll, we'll, we'll see uh, if we do have a back-and-forth shootout type of an affair after all. We are very high on Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers this year. Like, yeah. like Carolina as our pick in the NFC South. It is a divisional matchup week one against the Falcons who have received the most bets to this point to ultimately win that division. What happens if Bryce Young throws three picks that game? It's a rough start for Carolina. What's the headline? Uh, I would say crimson failure. I would say tied, the, the tie tied, something like that, mm -hmm. where he just didn't live up to his Alabama, Alabama booking, you know, his Alabama perception. So I would say that, you know, uh, a low tide game for Bryce Young. And, you know, look, it's going to happen. And Bryce Young's smart enough to know that it, not to affect it. You know, the thing mm -hmm. that drives me crazy is we give the quarterback, we never grade the interceptions. We just categorize them in the interception category. It's like we just say missed field goals are not turnovers, yet they are. We need, you know, yeah, we, we, need just to have talk a, we need to have a wide receiver stat for interceptions yeah, that are caused by, or like a, when you have the tipped ball you or something the interception, like that. Yeah. A dropped interception. I mean, for all this analytical stuff that we've got going on, that has to be. You know, Dak Prescott takes a beating on this because some of those interceptions really aren't mm -hmm. on Dak. Certainly. No, he caught some bad, some bad run there. But Bryce Young, not an interception machine by nature. We know that. So hopefully he reigns it in, gets us the win. I can I one more last minute here. Ryan Tannehill, he stinks it up. Week one against the Saints. What's the headline? Uh, w w goodwill hunting, goodwill Levis hunting. That's what it would be. Let's get Will in there. If Tannehill stinks it up. It's going to be goodwill hunting. Michael, can we talk about what a just absolute wordsmith you are? All these off the top of no. your head. This has been incredible. <laughs> I didn't look. I didn't look at the thing. It's no. It's so great. That just goes to show your writing prowess. We got roar restored jet lag goodwill hunting the love of the game yeah. well, I am I mean, all you, in. Gotta, you know they're going to be screaming for will levis i mean you know that <laughs> i mean he couldn't beat out sean clifford but everybody thinks he's going to beat out ryan Tannehill. for bryce young i'm i was trying to think of something creative and all i could think of was number one goes down and i was like that's not <laughs> down great. goes frazier down, yes exactly <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break here joined next on the program by vcent contributor will hill he's got to play in tonight's mlb all-star game and more don't go anywhere
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. 